What is up, everybody? Welcome to Milepost 69. Got a couple guys from Fire and Iron. Got Mikey. Got Wes. You know, these guys do a lot of cool shit. Do a lot of riding. You know, put on some rides up north, um, North Washington. And figure, you know, me and Mike have been trying to get this going for a while. So we figured we want to do this in person instead of, you know, like most of them where we're over the, over the phone or over the internet. So a little more personal when you're face to face with the guys. So Welcome, Milepost 69, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for letting us come out. Hell yeah. So uh, let's dive into it. When did you get into the bikes? Where did it start? Um, well, I think my, my dad ridden since he was 10, and I got my first bike when I was five. I've been riding my entire life, just about. So back before you weren't allowed, if you if you couldn't reach the uh, the pegs, you couldn't ride. Well, that was before all those rules, so... I used to ride on the gas tank. My dad would drive. My mom would be on the back of the bike. So, where my stepdad started riding, it's like if you can start it, you can ride it. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. All right, cool. I can remember being, I think, ten years old and riding the XR six hundred. I'll start that bastard. No way I can touch the ground, but roll it up next to a big rock, start jump it, and, go. and push it and jump on and go for a ride. Yep. I used to have uh, the round five gallon buckets, the uh, metal gas cans. And I used to put one on each side of the bike, and I'd stand on it, kickstart it, and then I'd take off. And then I'd ride the yard, and I'd come back, and I would have to stop in between the cans and put my feet down on them. So I could, I could be tall enough on my little R, uh, Suzuki, uh, uh, Suzuki 60, little RM60. Still RM60s. I had the uh, first one was the Yamaha MX80. The old one there, white and black. It's like yeah. a late 70s model. Hell yeah. But it was fun. When did you get into it, Wes? I started riding dirt bikes and four wheelers when I was younger, and then uh, my one of my uncles passed, and he he passed on a '74 shovelhead, and I rode that for a little bit, and then uh, got got into street bikes, crotch rock, rockets after that, and I mean those are fun, but they're not comfortable. So <laughs> I think a lot of people. I mean, I you know did the sport bike thing for a short time and. You realize that, you know, it's it's not comfortable, and then it's like, not exactly what I wanted to bike, because, you know, I mean, like now, we're, you know, we're all right, we all got baggers, mm -hmm. and for me, that's, I'd rather, I enjoy traveling for, on a bike, and you get on a sport bike, some of these trucks, it's like, no, nah, this just ain't going to work. No. You want the comfort, you know, and set up how you want it, and just be able to take off and enjoy the open road. Yeah, sport bikes are fun if you want to go fast. I mean, I'm into racing, so... Going fast every once in a while is fun, but I like to just kick back and cruise. Yeah. Yeah. I just figured, I mean, my sister had a had a Ninja, a little 600, and I've had other buddies that had Ninjas, and I'm like, I can't ride these. I'm going to be in jail. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I can't keep them. I can't keep them off, off of 100 to 120 miles an hour. I'm 178, like, that's as fast as I can get mine to go. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to push the envelope. Until mm -hmm. I choose to pull over after being chased. So I'm like, I don't need to end up in jail. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just stick to cruisers. Yeah. And I'll get my fix every once in a while when I borrow someone else's crotch rocket and I'm done. <laughs> I remember I was down at Destination Harley in Silverdale looking at some bikes and the dude goes by on a crotch rocket. You know, doing a wheelie at about 80 or 90. Like, you know, on the highway. And we're standing back there. It's like, Jesus. The salesman comes out. You know what we call those? I'm like... No, what's that? He goes, organ donors. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Good yeah. point. Donor cycle. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, bad things are bound to happen when you're doing 
crazy shit like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's one thing you want to go stunt in a closed area, but when you do it on a freeway, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Tweet your own, but yeah. lots of different things. I mean, if you don't push the envelope, you don't get better, right? Yeah. Like you never, if you don't push past your skills, you never advance your skills. You have to push past them. But there's also a time to not do it when you've got a bunch of people out there that are, well, they're just not, they're not ready for that. Like you freak them out and then they do, they do dumb things and then you end up being yeah. the result of being a, a road pancake. So yeah, a human scab, a human scab. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, but you know. Okay. So where, you know, where'd you get into when it came to, I mean, you got in bikes younger, but when did you figure out that, you know, this is really it and you enjoy riding and touring and, you know, kind of went towards the setup where you got now when it came to doing a bagger? Um, well, my first bike was an 81 CSR 650. So the cruiser bike, I had it, I had it right after I got my driver's license. I test rode it with my dad and then he rode it home for me because I didn't have my license yet. Um, I rode that through high school and college um, and just always enjoyed it. And I rode in all the weather, didn't matter. Um, and then I went to an 87 Suzuki uh, Intruder 1400. I had the drag bars, I had straight pipes on it, forward controls, and I would just ride that thing until I stopped riding and it could be hours or days. And so I just, you know, I just would, I would ride, I was living in San Antonio, I'd ride to my sister's house in Tulsa, you know, just all stretched out for, you know, 562 miles door to door, and by the time I'd get there, I'd be like, I'd be tired. So I was like, well, I gotta upgrade this bike, I ride too much, I was riding 1,500 miles a month, and uh, like, I gotta upgrade, so I kept saving up, and I finally got my, my I test rode the street glide, and I'm like, yep, yeah, this is what I want. So I bought one. And then uh, I rode it from my the house in San Antonio to Tulsa. It was the 562 miles, and I got there, and I was like, not tired at all. And I was like, well, that's it. I'm sold. Like I'm ready to ride like anywhere in the United States. I'm ready to hit all the states. So, so I've you know I've got a lot of them now. So, um, and it's yeah, an awesome, so fun way to do shit. I mean, on motorcycles, I've always said you know everybody, it's way more personal. You know the scent, the smells. I mean, everything you see, it's it's a whole different ball game on a bike than it is in a car. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially when you pull that skid lid off and you got the got the wind blowing <laughs> through your hair or your baseball cap, whatever. You just you can't beat that feeling. Um, you know, even even the the small parts of of hearing the car next to you, you hear the tires hitting the pavement. Like you just you're just a part of it, without actually having to touch it to be a part of it. So it's just you can't you can't get away from the feeling, and right. it's and it's it's a drug, and the more you do it, and the more yourself you allow yourself to do it, the better it gets, and you know it goes along that like we ride in all weather, we ride in the snow, we ride in the ice, we ride in the pouring down rain, whether it's coming from above or below, it doesn't matter. We ride, and it's just those nice days. When you're not bundled up in in fourteen layers yes. between yes. Uh, between being you know in long underwear and maybe <laughs> another layer of long underwear and then your leathers and then your then your rain gear on top of everything else and you're like the little stay puff man on a motorcycle and you get these days like today where you're like in a t-shirt and you're cut and you know, it's 
every day you fall in love with it again. Oh, yeah. So Especially you come out, I mean, you hit, you know, some of the roads we got up here in the northwest, there's some great riding areas. I mean, you guys got some great stuff up by you. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the North Cascades. Oh, it's yeah. an awesome place, but you come down here like with the peninsula. I mean, you can head out west like you guys did today out towards Nia Bay. Mm-hmm. You got the loop. You know, there's a lot of little backwards up here a lot of people don't know about. You can, you know, take some side detours, and it's an awesome place. It's a lot of fun, but it's like I said, you know, up here for us guys in the northwest, you do got to definitely dress in layers because it can be like today sunshiny and tomorrow it can be pouring goddamn rain yeah we're hoping not tomorrow yeah yeah <laughs> we're going through the we're going through the rain for us tomorrow it's, it's so i'm hoping it's not raining too much. <laughs> but yeah so. like like you guys are saying this the best part about being on two wheels is it's it's a freedom to go where you want you can you can be on a on a path that you plot plotted out or planned out and then be like huh let's see what's up here and you just go and that's I don't know. It's, it's a freedom. Is oh, basically yeah. what it is. It's it's a freedom. Yeah, Sadly, cool. like Mikey was saying, we have to wear the skid lids up here. But myself as well, I would much rather. It's way more comfortable, way more open air, way more free to just be able to peel that off and go. Yeah. It's a whole different experience. A lot of people don't really know it because they think it's unsafe or whatever. But I mean, you're free to make that choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It, it was funny because you were talking about, you know, just you, you have the free to, like, you have this planned route. You know, we ended up in Yak, Montana. Mm-hmm. Just, like, we're like, oh, what's this road? Oh, what's this road? Well, this is a really cool long road. This is kind of, where, I wonder where we're going to end up. And then we ended up at a bar in the middle of Yak, Montana, middle of nowhere. And I was like, and it's like one of our favorite bar stops we've ever done. And it was like, yeah, it's cool. So... You, know, you just never know where you're going to end up. You yeah. might end up at Denver's house. <laughs> well, that's the cool thing. Sometimes you, you want to take a trip. So, you know, you give yourself five days. It's like, okay, well, you know, I want to be, say, Cody, Wyoming in three days. Okay, well, that's where I'm going to be. All right, cool. I got three days to figure out. Just hit some roads and you just go with kind of without a plan and just explore with the whole goal is, okay, three days, I'm going to be in this town and... Which a guy, I mean, if you really push yourself, you could do that in one day. But you break it up, you go explore with no plan. You just, just ride, hit the road, and where you go, you go. Hell yeah, yeah, I like that. I like, I like that. And that's the best part. Like, I mean, you can have plans, you can have set routes, you can have all this stuff, and and you're just getting, you know, the wind, and you just, it just puts a smile on your face. And equally, you can have no plan and just end up wherever, eating eating a burger at some bar or some restaurant that you would have never have gotten to stop to unless you had just that no plan or that freedom or that opportunity just to go take that road, take this road. You know, I mean, I've come across some bars or restaurants out in the middle of nowhere that I'm like, I've never even heard of this place. And you, and you come back home and, hey, have you guys ever heard of this? They're like, no, I've never heard of that. Where's that at? And you're like, oh, well, you know, you go, you go down this road to the windmill and then you go down this road to the... To the the fourth big mailbox, and then you're over here, and, and where is it at? Well, I have no idea. I just told you how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and for us, like all the years of doing sports with the boys, you know, my daughter did horse stuff. We found some amazing little tiny towns. Like, hey, you know, we need to come back here. And there've been times we've you know gone back to some of these small towns. For us, it's like would never found if it wasn't for you know the activities that all of our kids did. And we found some great little cool places, but 
it's the same thing with motorcycles. You can hit some of these back roads and, you know, get in the middle of podunk nowhere and find the most awesome mom and pop restaurant and grab, you know, a drink, some food. And it's like, hey, this place is kind of cool, you know, stay there a night and figure out, hey, where am I going tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, we were up in Alaska and we were just riding around and uh, we started in Anchorage and went down the Turnigan Arm, ended up in Hope, Alaska. And there was this little restaurant and it looked like a house. I'm like, oh, let's go try it out. So we just walked in there and we had, you know, a sandwich or whatever. And, you know, it was good. And then <clears throat> they're like, well, do you want dessert? I'm like, what do you got? Well, we have homemade pie. So we had homemade pie and I will ride to Alaska for that pie now. I'm There's like, yeah. Another place, like everybody, I mean, you've ridden the canal a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with the gooey duck down in Brennan. Yep. Okay. Well, if you're heading, say, up the canal, you pass the gooey duck, then you'll go across a little bridge past, you know, Dosey Wallop State Park, and it'll be on your right. You got the Brennan General Store. Well, if you go about another two blocks, there's a house on the left. Looks like a house. It's called the Halfway House. The most awesome mom and pop restaurant that has mm. absolutely amazing breakfast. My dad had found it one time. He's like, hey, let's go Friday Saturday. We're, all right, what are we doing? We're going to go have breakfast. Cool, where are we going? Halfway house. Well, what the fuck's that? <laughs> it's like down in Brennan. It's like everybody, you think of that area, everybody thinks the gooey duck. But I tell you what, you you want some breakfast sometime, you go down to the halfway house. It's freaking awesome food. Mm. Great place. And you walk inside, and like the walls are covered in newspaper clippings, you know, sports sporting events from within that area, you're like being as they're close to coolest thing, you know, about football team. And it's just the most cool environment inside that restaurant. It's like, fuck, I would have never known it was there if it wasn't for my dad. Now it's like a drive-by. Oh, yeah, I need to go there one of these days. Yeah, I remember that now. Halfway House in Brennan. Mm-hmm. Damn. So what got you wanting to get in kind of, you know, the beggar scene? Or when did you kind of decide that you really enjoyed you know, uh, the touring aspect of traveling on motorcycles? Honestly, the, the fast bikes, they're fun, but they're not comfortable. Uh when I got my fast bike, my wife said she'd never ride on the back of it. And part of going out is being with people you love and care for, and that's your brothers, your family, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if she wasn't going to ride on the back of it, then I want something that I would enjoy riding as well as have her on the back of it. So I went and picked up my, my street glide, and she swore she'd never wear a helmet or go without a helmet. So I said, okay, well. The only way to get a helmet is to get on the back and ride to the store to get a helmet. So I threw her on the back and took her up to get a helmet, and she refuses to wear one to this day. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah See, for me, uh, I've ridden twice without one, and it just it feels very weird. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, live in Washington, you got to wear it. And, I mean, I've had a major fucking head trauma from motorcycle wreck, and it's just... I mean, it's like we said earlier, he's your own. You want to wear one? You don't want to wear it. That's personally your choice. But mm-hmm. it's like for me, after what I've been through, it's, I just, I feel very, I think the best way to say it is like naked without yeah. one. It's just, it's uncomfortable for me. It's like, yeah, you know, that's why I got my real low profile skid lid I'll wear sometimes, you know, you know, nice days. But I think when it's shitty out, having the, you know, full face now, actually I went to the modular. And I freaking love that thing. Especially, you know, in the wintertime or when it's a little bit colder. It's amazing that extra face protection. You stay a lot fucking warmer. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the insulation on my face, you know? Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, <clears throat> I haven't worn a full face helmet since 
2007. Been half half shell ever since, and I just I I've put, I've, put, I've I've worn my my full face once. It was 16 degrees out, <laughs> and I was like I was like I'm gonna wear my full face for this ride, you know. But I just like that day. I was like I I appreciated being warm. It was 16 degrees. That was before the wind chill. So like, yeah, and at 70 miles an hour for 55 miles, I was like, but I was like, I missed being able to hear vehicles I, I missed being able to just feel everything and i was like all right well that i don't i can't i'm, I'm i don't think i go back to a full face so i throw my mask on if i'm riding down that way at least <laughs> at least i get i don't get pelted by the rain because that that's it stings. stings a little bit yeah. a little bit or hail hail's not hail and a half helmet i remember one time riding down the highway like this elbow up over my nose it's just the weatherman said it was going to be a beautiful day, no rain, and fucking got nailed with hail and rain and mm-hmm. everything else like this. Bullshit. Yep, it hurts, but yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, it's all about the gear, right? Like, you know, like I always say to people, like, oh, are you cold? I'm like, oh, no. Like, there's no such thing as bad weather. It's just bad gear, you know, and there's days I don't ride because of snow. Why? Because I have bad gear. <laughs> I don't have studded tires on my bike. I don't have bike. studded tires, exactly. <laughs> so, and my, uh, I got, we got brothers in, in Chicago, and I tell them that, and they're like, shut the hell up. <laughs> like, there's, there's like six months out of the year we can't ride because there's too much snow here, and there's no way in hell I would be riding because it's too cold. So, I'm like, well. Yeah, there's a cold, and then, yeah, snow and ice, yeah, I'll just I'll leave the bike in my garage. Fuck yeah. that. I mean, if I, if it, if it's sticking to the ground, I'm not gonna leave. I won't leave my house. But if I need to get home, and it's just starting to stick, then I'm getting home. You know, slowly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, you, you can't be any type of record breaking uh, riding that day, but maybe maybe record breaking is taking as long as time you ever take to get, took to get home. Shortest route, longest time. <laughs> but something. Something. We're yeah. going A to B quickly as we can. Yes, but you know, I don't know. I just like I, I don't. I personally, I don't. I don't want to leave my bike somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, nope. This yeah. is mine. It's coming home with me. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be in my house, in my shop. That's right. My garage. Yep. And Wherever you keep your bike. Yeah, and I don't want a trailer. Trailer is bad yeah. juju. Yeah. Emergency use only. Oh, I mean, unless you're like going someplace to go ride somewhere else. And I'm moving. Or you're moving, which I had to do from Texas back to here. I had to, I had to trailer my bike. But you know, when you're doing it by yourself, like that's that's all you got. That's what you got. Yeah. I tried to figure out how to tow my truck with the bike, but I couldn't figure that out. Well, it's like I had a buddy. You know, we're talking about wanting to go back to South Dakota next summer, but spend at least five days there. One of the guys over, he's like, he's like, hey, he goes, I just got to get something off my chest. I'm like, all right, Mike, what do you got? He's like, I know how you feel about trailering. He's like, but do you ever think he goes, you know if you, know, you and the wife and your son come back over, you guys, you guys trailer the bikes. I'm like, where are you going with this? He's like, three drivers. like, you could be here in one day. He goes, that's another day of riding. You think of that? So I've thought of it, but that's half the fun of getting there. So I'm just, I'm not a fan of trailing. I mean, to each your own. Some guys say they want to, you know, go travel far and ride an area and they'll trailer their bikes. But it's like, I just can't do it. It's just, ah, I don't know. It screams bad juju to me. Yeah, I try not to. But you know, definitely, there are I those definitely, times you I definitely, do it. I definitely try not to trailer somewhere. I mean, I'll like unfortunately, if I have to go somewhere, I don't have time. It's fly somewhere, 
bring your gear with you and rent a bike. Yeah. Or borrow another club brother's bike because you know what we get that benefit is mm-hmm. is oh I got a bike for you I just show up here okay so yeah so every once we have to do that just cause, you know I mean you don't you only get so much vacation time so yeah like, that too you got to maximize what you got maximize it so you know fly somewhere rent a bike at least you're still riding yeah and you're not trailering <laughs> right <laughs> so hey dive into fire and iron okay sure. When did you decide you want to get into that, or what made you become part of that? Um, so I was in Texas, and I was just riding so much down there, and always looking to ride with people. Um, some of the guys I worked with at the department was like, "Oh yeah, we want to like you know, we should all ride together and start this whole club and this and that." And I was like, "Oh, I really never thought about like joining a club." I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." So then I was like, started talking to one of the fire chiefs who rode with another club and he's him and I started talking about, you know, more the MC world and stuff like that. And, and I was like, Oh, you know, I, I, I think I'm really interested in this. He's like, he's all right. Well, you know, come meet me at this time at this place and I'll introduce you to some guys. So I'm like, okay. So I met him and he introduced me to fire and iron and started talking with the guys. I'm like, Oh, they're all firefighters. Cool. You know, and, and I, we ended up going riding. I ended up spending the entire day with these guys, just learning about the club and about what the MC world was about and what it meant to them and this and that. And I was like, oh, I really like this. So um, I didn't end up joining that station that, you know, we, we call Fire and Iron Calls our chapter stations because mm-hmm. we're firefighters. Right. And so I ended up joining that station, but there was no one that was a little bit, little bit closer to me. And I started hanging out with them, and and then I just was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. So I I started doing my hangaround time a little longer, and then I did my my probate time, and then became fully patched, and I just I love it. Like I where they the where they originate from? Do you you know where the, the first started? Oh, the original, that? yeah, the original station. Uh, uh, well, actually, chapter one is actually out of Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they started in Florida, and now we're. Global. All over, yeah. So, got brotherhood everywhere, and it's you know it's been great. Like, and it's cool. Like, you know, I mean, even with us being with Fire and Iron, we still ride with other firefighter morsel clubs, and I mean that brotherhood. Just we just try to extend it out, and you know, and just do it. And you know, as as for Fire and Iron ourselves, like, you know, we're we're firefighters. We're already brotherhood, and with the fire fire service, we you know we do public service. And, you know, one of the most giving people in this world that I ever tell you, I've ever seen is, is motorcycle motorcycle community. Right. So, absolutely. So we're already doing that. So now, you know, we do lots of fundraisers and we, we fundraise everything from just the little, a little kid that needs something, you know, oh, this kid's going through cancer or whatever. We help them out to big organizations. I've raised money for uh, JDRF. Which is the Junior Diabetic mm-hmm. the Diabetes Foundation? Um, we do things for wounded warriors. We do, uh, you know, we just raised money ourselves. Uh, we actually created a grant for our local area for the fire department, fire departments to to put into, and we actually helped uh, one of our local departments uh, pay for training that they needed to stay compliant. So, well, you put on that one right now. I came up the. Uh 
break your butt and ride, which was that yep. was for the concrete fire department. Yeah, so that, that this last year, the breaking your butt ride was uh, dedicated to um, concrete volunteer fire. So, and, you know, up there, you know, whether I'm sure there's more than it's just you, I mean, there's more guys behind the scenes, but like with your 9 11 rides you do every year, you know, you put on at least two rides a year. And I remember because we were became Facebook friends a couple of years ago, and then finally I was able you know, my work schedule made it up for uh, last year's 9-11 ride. We yeah. finally got a meet in person. Yeah. And it, that was an awesome ride. And it's, you know, you guys, you had people come out from New York, the police department, the fire department, and you hear some of those stories and really, you know, makes the hair in the back of your neck stand up. And to meet some of those guys face-to-face and, you know, try to understand what they went through and, and to hear some of their stories. And it was an awesome experience. That was, yeah. a, you know, a good time. It's it's touching, man. I mean, that... We actually teamed up with uh, Northwest 9-11 Memorial, and that's the organization that um, brings out the NYPD and FDNY um, members. And, uh, yeah, I I didn't know what I was getting myself into when they called me and said, hey, you know, this used to be a ride a long time ago, but it kind of went away. We want to bring it back. We couldn't, you know, who better to do that than you guys? And I'm like, all right, cool. We jumped in, and I'm I'm I just immediately hooked because I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but the fact that I'm like, you know, I had just joined the fire service. I hadn't been in the fire service very long. I mean, my dad was a firefighter, so I've been around it, but never been it myself. Mm-hmm. But for a short time, and then 9/11 happens, so I watched the fire service change in my and you know, and right in front of me within, right. you know, a short time. So it's like you know, 18, 19 years later, be involved with this organization coming back and actually getting to talk to those that had the building crumble at their feet, uh, it was just uh, eye-opening and just went, just made my fire career go full full circle. Right. So I can see that. So then, I mean, you kind of worked your way up through Fire and Iron, too. I did, yeah. So, um, I mean, I went from a general member to, um, when I was in Texas, to here, and I was living in Skagit County, and the closest station to me was Cowlitz County. So I was driving 220 miles each direction for meetings and events and stuff like that. And you know, obviously the goal was to start my own station. Mm-hmm. So I finally got my own station. So I, I take, took the position of president and then uh, just working with the guys that are here in, in this region, they were like, no, we want you to take over as region four, region four officer. So, so what is all the... You know, is that multiple states or? Yeah, I, I uh, region four is 11 states. Oh, Jesus. So everywhere from Alaska, Hawaii, and then the, the nine states around here. So so I get to I get to do a lot of traveling for the club, which I I love, man. I get to help help other, other regions and other stations be successful and, and promote what they get to do and just make sure that we're all, you know, working together and it's a blast like i love it i mean it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of responsibility and and honestly i never saw myself even ever being a president and then i didn't really have a choice so i had to <laughs> learn how to do it and i'm still learning every day is learning so that's kind of life i mean you know every yeah. day it's something new it's like we you know don't live in groundhog's day i mean every day is a a new day new challenge new life and yeah keep going forward yeah but I'm enjoying it, and I'm hoping that I, you know, the opportunities that I'm being given, I'm hopefully passing them on to other other people and and members of the station, and hopefully that 
someday someone else will be able to be president and be able to make that continue that station being um, successful. So, how many are in Washington? I know uh, you guys have one down south. We have three ta- total in three. Washington. Yeah. So you got the one down Longview, Kelso. Two down, two down there, and one, and then us up Skagit. Okay. So what made you want to get involved with the stuff, Wes? Uh, kind of the same thing. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time riding by myself, and I see everybody else out riding together, and it's like, you know, I kind of wanted to ride with people. And then the department I was on in Illinois, uh, a couple of the guys there, the, the chief at the time was a member, and then the, the assistant chief was a member. And so I started hanging out with them and kind of riding around with them. And then met a bunch of the other brothers. And honestly, I mean, you can't say it any, any more, any better than it's, it's a, it's a, it's a network of family is what mm-hmm. it is. And to ride with, ride with people that you consider your brothers is, I don't know, there's no other feeling. I mean, cause everybody's there just to have fun and do what we enjoy doing. And that's being out on two wheels and hanging out with each other go out drinking, do whatever, and no matter what happens, I mean, it's it's always just, it's a surreal feeling because everybody's there for each other. No matter, I mean, we had, we went on a ride out in Illinois for a minute, and one of our, one of our guys had a blown tire. We made a phone call, and other riders came by that we were at a party with, and they all stopped, tried to put air in the tire for us, and it's like, no, it's not going to work. Trailer showed up, got him, got him out of there, and it's just it's a it's a family network that is stronger than blood, at at some points. And that I think it also I mean I agree with what you're saying, and then it, you look at a whole. I mean I had an experience once where you want to talk you know motorcycle community. I had to go over to uh, well back when I was off work dealing with a bunch of Ellen I should I had to get a lawyer mm-hmm. and I had to go to Tacoma to meet up with my lawyer so I went across you know rode from here took the bike over I got across the Narrows and I pulled over for, you know plugging the address and GPS so I know where I'm going because you know fuck I didn't know where their office was and I'm sitting there putting the address on my phone I look in the mirror and I can see two bikes come out behind me all of a sudden you know they kind of split and pulled up on each side of me I'm like uh-huh. well uh, what's going on here mm-hmm. you know because you know it's an uneasy feeling like you know what the fuck and then I you know do lifts up his body. He's like, hey, y'all good? I'm like, oh, yeah, I just got, you know, trying to figure out where my lawyer's office is. I said, you know, I got to go there. He's like, sounds expensive. <laughs> Actually, I'm going there to pick up a check. He's like, cool, man. You just want to make sure. And they took off. That's why I'm saying they were, you know, Combat Veterans Motorcycle Club. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I was raised, you know, around the motorcycle club. I mean, it's, it is a brotherhood. I mean, you get that mutual respect and it is a great community. And it just, when you have one of those moments where it's, you know, one of those surreal moments, you're like, you know, you're doing something, you look back, and you know, what do we got going on? Because you just, you never know. But no, the deals were, you know, it was totally cool and very unexpected. But it's all, you know, as since, you know, going almost on two years of doing, you know, doing the V-Twin Life. And met some amazing people and have got to see the community and, you know, the support. And there is, it is an awesome network and an awesome family. I mean, you do get club life. It's great. You know, you have that family. But then, you know, you get to that broader, you know, aspect of within the whole, you know, culture of two wheels. And it is also in a way like a family and so many great people. There is. There's a lot of great people. You know, it's like I've always said the thing, you know, how many times have you gone to a gas station to get gas and, you, you know, somebody sees your bike or sees something and 
that 30 second gas stop turns into 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Or your wife going, can we go? We've been here 45 minutes. I'm like, okay, I gotta go. Yeah. Sorry, man. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> but it is. And, you know, that's all just part of, you know, that involvement or what two wheels brings you in life. Yeah. A lot of it's networking. Uh, the fire service is the same way. You You build a, a relationship and a bond with the with your brothers and your family and they are tighter than blood sometimes mm-hmm. and with the motorcycle club it's the same way and there's a lot of good dudes everywhere that I've met people I rode with people in a few different states in the Midwest and then out here and it's just you can't it's it's kind of hard to explain but we all have the same goal and that's just to, to live free Live free and have fun, and that's and riding is where we have fun. Yeah. I know some of us sometimes, myself, one of them that works way too much, and it's hard to get out on a bike sometimes. But it's life. I mean, all of it I mean, is. I know. I know. You know. Times talking, Mikey. You know. I mean, yeah. Where he puts it, times you know, call me. That's what we do. Well, you know, fucking cruising down the interstate because that's what I fucking do. <laughs> Monday through Friday. I know when I go to work, and God only knows when I'm gonna get off because that's yeah. you know out of my control. But you know you gotta you gotta make the money to have fun too. Yeah. Yep. Gotta have the means. Yeah. So yeah. what's next you got going on? You know what's any big big plans um, and sh- well, shenanigans? I mean, actually, we just got we had a, a brother that rode out from from uh, Massachusetts. Oh yeah, when I waved at you guys this morning and yeah, you totally yeah. snubbed me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I, I totally look, waved. I'm pointing at you like. Nothing. I waved. Fuck you. I waved. Oh, I thought I saw that <laughs> finger. <laughs> yeah. Just, hey, there, there, you don't point at what's that guy. And I waved. Yeah. yeah, you say you wave. I didn't see shit. Or was I'm... that when you were flipping me off? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, that was way after that. <laughs> no, yeah. So, yeah, so it, so he, he was been out here for the last couple of days. You know, I, we took him to Baker, up to Mount Baker. He got to see the ski resort. We took him up to Baker Lake. Had him do the... The Highway 20, 530, you know, Darrington Loop up Highway mm-hmm. 9. That's Darrington Loop to Skagit Valley down there. That's a beautiful ride oh, up yeah. down through Oso yeah. and Darrington. Yep. Oh, yeah. we That's what we did for our ride this last year. That was part yeah. of our ride mm-hmm. for the breaking your butt. So, yeah, so I, I, I took, I, I had him out on all these roads, and then he was like, originally he was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to leave this day on, on Thursday or whatever. And I'm like, hey, man, like, I, I can I can get you some more roads around here. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and then we're going down, you know, we're heading to, to the peninsula Saturday to come hang out with Denver. I'm like, I'm like, why don't you just hang out? We'll ride. So we end up taking him to Nia Bay. He gets to see that. <laughs> and then now we, we shipped him down to Station 71. And we'll meet with him tomorrow. We're going to ride 101 down to, to them tomorrow. Yeah, that's where we'll be tomorrow. Yep. And so we got I mean, you should have took him up 410. Go up Chinook around backside of the <clears throat> well, I, got, I got to give him something to come back to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't him. show him everything. I, I just got to have enough to just to tease him and make him come back. Give him a little taste. Right. He already wants to come back. He does. He's ready. He's like, oh, there's more road. I'm like, dude. You, 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 did you take you, him up 20? So he, he, he leave came, that for a teaser? He came, so he left Boise and rode up. And we had him go all the way up and then cut across and take 20. So he took North Cascades to get to my house. So he got the hidden gem. Yeah, Yeah. because I live at the bottom of of North Cascades. So so he just goes down and ends up at my house. So, yeah, I mean, he's hitting, he's he's hit mountains, roads. He's he's seen the 
the hanging, you know, moss off the trees. And I should have given the epic loop. You leave Boise, head up to McCall, over Lolo into Montana, then hit ninety back, then divert we'll get by we'll, Quincy. We'll get, we'll get him on that. Oh we'll yeah, him. I can't have. I said, can't have, take, take, take everything. He's got a one baby. Got to throw him a bone. Baby steps, you know. <laughs> We're going to give you a little bit, and you don't want to come back. So yeah. that's more epic shit. Right, because we have a lot of great riding out here. So, I mean, oh, God, you get to, you know, even western Montana, there's so much cool shit oh, over dude, there. Oh, there's, there's so much. I mean, I mean, we do live in an awesome place. You don't hold my hand? Thanks. No, sorry, I was just trying to hold oh, my hand, okay. and all of a sudden you're, you just, you're, like, you're like touching me. I'm your, like, whoa, Your hand buddy. was, your hand was first, in the First, first I don't wave at First I don't wave at Your hand was there. First, I don't wave at him, and I try to hold my hand. I'm like, dude, come on. Um, which is cool. You can hold my hand. I don't mind. I, I know. I know what I like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you. It's not like That's that. That's a good thing because uh, you guys are bunked together tonight, buddy. <laughs> I already so. told you. If you hear anything, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just fighting over the bed, huh? Yeah. Fighting over the bed. Just, just, just a little pillow talk. Who gets the bigger bed? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, we got that, and then uh, I'm leaving for Virginia for a week. Which I'm having to fly there because I don't have time to ride, unfortunately. But we'll rent a bike and, and we'll be there for a week and then we'll fly home. So, um, get to see all that good stuff. Uh, our September, the 9-11 ride, the Refuse to Forget ride. I'll be there. That's that's coming up. Um, it'll be a little bit different this year because um, we lost the the chairperson, the chairman of the Northwest 9-11 ride. We lost him to cancer this year. So yeah, yeah. So I uh, I don't know how how things are going to go with that, but we're still doing the ride. Right. Whether the how how the memorial at the at the Peace Arch Park ends up, I'm not really sure yet. But what's but, cool, even you know, I've been on your 9/11 ride, the break the butt, you know, breaking your butt ride for this year. The support you get from you know the community, and then from you know all these other clubs, everybody comes together, and it, it's an awesome event. I mean, you, you do a killer job of putting the stuff together and Thanks. i thoroughly enjoy coming i remember wasn't i like man i can't believe you came this far fuck dude it's like two hours that ain't far it's like yeah. fuck man lot, you're just, you're just right up the road a lot of people don't they're like oh Shit. i can't ride you'd that be, far yeah you'd be surprised at how many people won't that don't live that far yeah you're like you want me to ride two hours to ride for another six hours then to ride two hours to go home yeah i'm like yeah it's uh or stay the it's night. All, it's all wind we'll therapy, say, man. Went down to, uh, it was two years ago. Son was playing a baseball tournament down in Boise. I'm like, yeah, cool. And Amy's like, well, why don't you take the bike? So, well, you know, it's good. I just like, you've always wanted to do that, you know, your iron butt thing. She goes, why don't you just go do it? Oh, fuck, that's a great idea. I'm going to take a fucking detour. So, you know, go to my brother's house into 1,018 miles and 18 hours and four minutes nice. via Montana. <laughs> You know, up down to Missoula, over Lolo, down through the whole Panhandle, and down to Kuna, which is just southwest of Boise, and fuck, it was awesome. Yeah, I know Kuna. I know Kuna real well. Yeah, that's where my yeah my brother's down there. He lives. My best friend lives there. Right down by. Right he's the top side. You know where the Albertsons is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's well, two minutes from the Albertsons. Oh, okay. Get down where the past Albertsons. The road takes ninety, and you turn left right there, and there's a little city park by the creek or aqueduct where the fuck you want to call it cross railroad tracks and right down there in development nice yeah now my best friend and his wife live in live in marsing which is just hop skip and a jump around the mountain to get there to between each yeah. other so and that was a fun thing when we did our trip to uh south dakota last week i talked to his you know his wife it was weeks ago 
So you guys going to be home at the end of the month? She's like, well, yeah, why? Well, we're going to be in you know, Sturgis. We're leaving Monday. So we're going to take a detour. So we're, you know, plan we want to go through the Tetons. I said, I've never seen them. I want to see it. I'm in the area. I said, you know, we're going to stay in Twin Falls. Or, yeah, I think it was Twin Falls, Idaho. I said, then we're going to shoot down Tuesday. We'll be at your house Tuesday, you know, noon, 1 o'clock-ish. So to figure we'll surprise Nick. She's like, oh, she goes, oh, that'll be fucking sweet. And we'd left Sturgis. You know, he sends me a message on that Monday. Hey, where are you guys at? And I think we'd all stop for gas. I'm like, uh, fucking pull up the map and make up some little podunk town in Montana. Uh, yeah, we're here getting fuel. And we turned all of our locations off. So, you know, if you checked any of like, the social media shit, you couldn't follow it where any of us were. Like, man, we want no idea for him to know we we're coming. And okay. fuck, we pulled off the surprise and we got down there. He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was hoping you guys would come by and you text me you were up in Montana yesterday. I said, eh, I was full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I said, we were coming through Wyoming about that time. But no, it was fun, you know, and just, you know, see friends. And it's, you know, to me, there's no better way to travel. It's, it's fucking just awesome. And, you know, doing that trip with my son was so cool. I mean, the guy, fuck, Hayden had been on the roof for like a month. I said, hey, let's go for a ride. Where are we going? Stirred to South Dakota. It's okay. like he didn't fucking blink an eye and <laughs> fuck, you know, 3,200 miles in eight days and got back. He's like, that was the most awesomest thing I've ever done. And oh, fuck, he's hooked. Nice. Yeah, it's not the same if you're on four wheels. Mm-mm. You got AC, windows up, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's a total it's, different it's, experience. Yeah, it's night and day difference. You could drive the same road in a car and do it on a motorcycle and you're going to see different things. Oh, and yeah. Because you get everything. You get sights, smells. Bugs, whatever, yeah, bugs. whatever happens, rain, weather, it doesn't matter. Yep. Inside yep. a cage, you're in a cage. You yep. don't get nothing. You're living it when you're on the bike. Yeah. So, so I saw that you got to do the multi generation ride. Your dad, you, and hey. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. That's cool. It was a couple of days after God had. I talked to my dad. Hey, you gonna be home? Because we we're doing a barbecue. He goes, Oh well, yeah, I'm gonna come over. So well, wait there a minute. I'll see you in a minute, and we all rode up there, met my dad, then we all rode back together, which was, it was cool. It was pretty neat, and it's like, I remember, I think Hayden had only had the bike a couple days, and we rode out by Lake Crescent. We're coming back, you know, call my buddy Jason Setzer's, you know, Setzer Pendants on social media. I'm like, dude, I said, I, I totally understand your love, you know, you know, riding with your son, or, you know, how my dad feels. I said, dude, this... Ride with Hayden, and you know, I was talking while we were riding down the road with the, you know, the commie in my helmet, my phone. It's like, it's just, it's hard to put it into words, the feelings, and you know, you got your son riding with you. It's like, you know, the younger son Seth, he helps, you know, get a bike next year or something, you know, and he's going to start riding with us too, and it'll be awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I saw you. I saw you got to do that. I was like, that's, that's cool. Like three generations. Yeah. Like riding together, like man, that's something I'll never see. So I was like, I'm like that's that's cool. So yeah, it was I lived awesome. we, I lived vicariously through you, and and uh, it was that was that was cool, man. I, it was cool. I, I we that. came down when Amy ran outside and got the video. All three of us coming in the driveway. It, it was super cool, and it'll be fun when you know the three of us. Even you know, of course, you know when Seth rides too. But even doing a you know an overnight trip, or even you know a two day or take off on a weekend. I know, like, this year my vacation's all spent, so I got weekends to give up, but, you know, take off on a Friday evening, ride somewhere, come back Sunday, and it'd be super cool. I know my dad fucking, he, he lives for riding and really enjoys it, and he's always been my best, you know, my best friend, and one of the 
you know, my go-to riding partner, basically. And now I got, you know, Hayden, He's he loves it and wants to ride all the time. And it's a great excuse for me. Yeah, take off on a Friday, have a long weekend, and call in sick on Monday. <laughs> I got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my boss might watch this. Don't, don't give up all my we're all not secrets. We never do that. What are you talking about? <clears throat> I, my that hemorrhoids are killing me. There's someone, there's someone on your shoulder talking. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was uh, super cool. I remember the first time I... I before I got my license on the bike, the first time that I rode with my dad, and he wanted to, we were going to ride, it was mom and dad on their bike, and then me on my bike and my little sister riding on the back of me. And my dad was like, I'm going to make sure that you're comfortable riding with your sister on the back. He got on the back of my bike. And we, on the, we're on the back of this, <laughs> two of us on this 650, Kawasaki 650, and we're riding, and we're going, we're, you know, he's like, okay, you're, you know, go ride this corner, ride this, take this intersection, this, okay, get on the freeway, I've got to see what you're going to do, because we're going to take this, like, all right, so, riding on the freeway, and, uh, so, I got that memory, and then, of course, it's 20 years later, we're going to Oak Harbor, because <clears throat> my dad bought his Ultra off my uncle, because my uncle wasn't riding it, and he's like, hey, my dad, he's like, oh, I'll sell it to you, okay. So he calls me and says, hey, let's go pick up this bike. And I'm like, okay, well, how do you want to go get it? Are we trailering this? And he's like, no, we're not trailering it. Like, okay. So I rode to my parents' house in Ferndale. My dad gets on the back of my bike. <laughs> From Ferndale to Oak Harbor? We rode 60 miles with him That's on the back bet, of my baby. bike. Yep. Did you so, take the chuck nut so you at least off the freeway of you people? Oh, no, I made him run the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> oh we, shit! We have, we have a picture of it. It's in the driveway, and it's it, it's it's hilarious. I just I don't know. Like that's the close I got related to, you know, anything good with my dad. So oh god, that's it, that, hysterical. It's, oh, it's hilarious. Hey, you still got to ride with your dad? I've I've ridden with my dad in more ways than one. <laughs> Next to him oh. and in front of him. <laughs> oh shit, that's fucking hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My dad and I had done crazy shit. We used to ride down the freeway, and we'd hold each other's handlebars. So my dad's left-handed, so he'd grab my throttle hand. So he'd be working the throttle on both bikes. And I, we're going down the freeway at like 60 miles an hour doing stunt shit. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> don't so, hit a pole. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, hey, don't, don't screw up my handlebars, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, just good stories. Lots of good times. And that's Fun. what it's about. Yeah, I remember we left on our trip, and Hayden's like, "Hey, he goes, I think there needs to be one rule on this trip." I'm like, "All right, what do you got in mind?" He's like, "I don't have cruise control, so you can't use your cruise control." <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, that just I, helps. I, you. I made fun of my dad bike. forever. <laughs> Should have bought one with cruise control. See the yeah. guy, the guy leading having cruise control just makes everyone else's life easier. I tell myself that, whether it does yeah. or not, like I'm not doing this. This yo-yo, so they're not. It keeps them from doing the yo-yo. So I mean, we're just helping each other out. <laughs> well, funny thing, you're talking about that. You know, me and my dad and Hayden riding. We went for a ride. Went out west somewhere east. <laughs> we stopped somewhere. Hayden's like, Jesus Christ, Dad. He's like, I ain't trying to get a ticket because like my dad will get in a car and it's like in his car, speed limit, maybe slightly under. 
He gets in his hot rod or gets on his motorcycle, and it is 15 to 20 over religiously. <laughs> Fuck, we're flying down the highway. You know, it's a 55. We're doing 70, 80. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And Hey, Doug, I hate him back there. He's still new. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he's like, I was keeping up, but goddamn, Grandpa. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's how he's on the bike. That's he's what, like a fucking teenager. That's what they're for. Hot rods are for going fast, and bikes are for feeling the wind. Yep. <laughs> fast. <laughs> fast. Yeah. It was fucking comical. Unless it's snowing. Yeah, they were not riding fast. <laughs> well, I had a friend, uh, Matt Swetland. He actually works for Harley Davidson now. He took a trip. They went up uh, Mount Evans, which is right next to Pikes Peak. Mm. Well, they got up there and it started snowing like a mofo. He was telling the story. He goes to get down, they had to follow the car tracks, which were breaking the snow, so it was bare concrete. Mm-hmm. Goes they got stuck up there for a while until a car left, so they could follow the tracks on the road and the motorcycles. So there's too much freaking snow. Mm. It's just. He goes, there's no way. He was like, it was quite the fucking experience coming down. You know, you're, what, Pikes Peak, 16,000 feet or some shit? Yeah. Mount Evans right next was the same height. It's just like mm-hmm. the bastard stepsister of Pikes Peak. That don't get the attention. But from everybody I've heard, is they actually say it's more enjoyable, more sites to go up Mount Evans than it is up Pikes Peak. I remember that. Put that on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you going somewhere, man. Hit me up. I've met people from all over. Yeah. I can hook you up with all kinds of people anywhere. Yeah, yeah. me too. Which is kind of the fun Dude, shit about doing that's this. The plan. No? That's 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 the the joy of being on a bike is you meet people everywhere. Oh yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. I can remember doing a camping trip, me and a buddy, we went out to Claylock, which is out you guys will go buy it tomorrow, out on the coast past Forks, like mm-hmm. forty five minutes past Forks. Mm-hmm. We're camping out there and they have this big Dutch oven doing lasagna. Hey you guys hungry? Well you know, we stopped at Subway and end up, you know, fuck Oh no, you gotta try this and shit, end up eating lasagna and it's just one of those things. I mean, you pull up in a motorcycle, all of a sudden everybody wants, in a way, wants to be your friend or whatnot. And it's, like we said, same thing with the gas station. It's crazy with the, the community, whether people ride or not, just how it is. Yeah. And the conversation starts the same every time. Hey, nice bike. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I have one, or, you know, my so-and-so rode one or yeah, something. I've always yeah. wanted to get one, or I used to have one. I yeah. want to get another one. Yeah. Do it. You only live once, yeah. man. Well, I'm too yep. old. No, you're never too old. Never nope. too old. Like I'll have good balance. There. Buy a trike. Yeah, buy a trike. Put yourself a trike line. It's not quite as the same, but yeah. you're, you're at least you're not in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I stopped one wheels. day at uh, up at North Sound Harley, actually, because me and Hayden were going up there to help my daughter move out of to her new apartment. So hey, you know, I've been to this dealership. Let's pull in here real quick. And I met this dude. He was probably in his seventies. The beautiful skunk white CVO. Like, damn, you know, nice bike. Yeah, it's okay. I'm like, what? It's a goddamn CVO Rogue Glide. It's pretty nice. He goes, I don't know about that. I'm like, all right. Tell me a story. Well, you know, I had the Street Glide. He goes, I fucking loved it. He goes, you know, I pumped it up. I think he said he had a 128 in it. He goes, but I'd hit it like 120. He goes, my fucking the handlebars start shaking. I'm like, about fucking 70, 75. And okay. He says, I bought a stabilizer, changed the suspension, did all this shit. And he's like, I'm like, well, fuck, they make a road glide. He goes, so I figured I'd get one. He goes, so I came and bought this CVO. So well, they're pretty sweet. He's like, it's like a riding a fucking slug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, it barely gets out of its own way. I looked at him, I looked at him he's like, I would love to come ride with you sometime. You got a fucking CVO and it's a fucking slug. You're my kind of dude, man. It was just one of those conversations I will never forget. You see a guy that, you know, basically be your grandpa, 
drinking coffee Harley dealership bitching that the CVO is too slow. Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> hmm. First world problems. I know, right? First world problems. <laughs> no shit. I've said that once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, well, fuck, man. It's been fun. Yeah. I'm glad we got to do this in person. Finally. Okay. Yeah. After a year, year and a half of planning and trying to make schedules. Make it happen. Make, make the schedule happen. And then, fuck, yeah. You know, I mean, your, your next step is to get that uh, sensor pen, pendants up here and actually do it in person and not, you know... Oh, he he wants to come back up, but he had a he had a bad trip going back. Oh, did he? He made as far as uh, was it Cheyenne, Colorado? Oh, yeah. That's a long ways from Texas. Yeah, his bike's still there. He's oh. not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out about that tomorrow, and uh, oh. <laughs> when my post sixty eight will be live. Okay. We'll dive into that. Yeah, that that's a whole other oh. fucking story. Sorry, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Cuda. You know, yeah. that, that bike's left him stranded in Arizona, I think Nevada, now fucking Colorado. <laughs> well, maybe but, that, hey, that's a sign. Maybe that bike doesn't like being in Texas. It's hot down there. <laughs> and that's stage four, 131. It's, it's temperamental. I'm sure it doesn't like being in the heat. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> well, fuck, man. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Oh, hell yeah. Now, nice to see you in person. Now we need to make sure that we get out here more often because it's a nice ride over here. Yeah. We got plenty. Hey. Lots of roads we haven't hit, so. Yeah. Well, next time we need to try a quarter where I know I had to go one way to pick up parts for my for Next my time we won't defender. just drive by and give you the finger. Right. <laughs> well, no, I, actually, I gave him the finger because he totally snubbed me. Oh, that's but he's right. saying he didn't. But uh... Wait, I saw you. <laughs> There's not a lot of oh. black road glides around here. So. This is true. Hey, BBM, yeah. Black bikes matter. Black bikes matter. That's right. White bikes matter, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, so do yeah. blue bikes. <laughs> I won't even comment. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. This has been a good time. Milepost. Actually, you know, why don't you let people know why you wanted Milepost 69? Because uh-huh. you requested. I did request 69. Milepost 69. So, 69. That in the camera. There we go. Right there. So, uh, 69 is the sixth and the ninth letter of the alphabet fire and iron. F and I. So, F and I, baby. F and I. So that's why I wanted 69. So we made thank it you happen. for giving that. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. So I mean, we want to do a podcast, but why not even make it one more reason to make it happen, one more reason to make it a little bit more personal and just yeah. have a good time. That's right. And now we're going to go sit around the fire, drink beers, and have an even more gooder time. More I'm making good, them new more, words. More gooder. More, more gooder. gooder. That's right. More uh, gooder. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we learned drink our, some more cream soda. We learned our English well. And your soda, peanut butter good. wine. Peanut yeah, butter wine. Yeah, try some peanut butter wine. Yeah. It's like three bucks. Yeah, it's three Dude, bucks. Seriously, what the hell was that shit called? I don't know. Nutter something. Some, I don't know. Your love or some I don't, I don't know. know. Something, but I, I've never had a, a liquid fucking nutter butter, and that's what was, that shit tastes like. Yeah. Man. That's was, some shit. Yeah. It was. I was. That was. That was a little. Uh, a little surprising. <laughs> I was like, Poo, that's oh. no shit. Even at, you know, Amy tried. She's like, oh my god. It's like. A liquid eating a nutter butter, but you're drinking it. Yeah, no shit. Crazy, yeah. huh? Yeah. And three bucks. <laughs> and it was three dollars. And 17%. <laughs> and 17%. Yeah. I can't go wrong. Slam two of those, get to that plateau, and then just maintain with some good old fucking rain dogs. All right. Gotta have the Ronnier on you. That's right. Ron Gotta make Yay. it keep Ron it fresh. So, just, hi, guys. I'll just get dusted with some space dust. There you go. Hey, you can't go wrong with some <laughs> lesion. That's some goddamn good North Coast beer. Hey, thanks all for tuning in. It's been Milepost 69. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Been a good time. Mikey West and Fire and Iron Station 
152. 152, Skagit County. Boom! Hey, guys, ride safe, have fun. We'll catch you on the open road. Live free. free.